This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. How's everybody doing? It is June 23rd. You are listening to another episode of the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. I'm your host, Lance Glenn, filling in for Blair Angulo. And joining me on today's episode is Matt Prem. He covers Oregon football and recruiting for 24-7 Sports, DuckTerritory.com. Matt, how are we doing? Thanks so much for hopping on and for joining me. Absolutely. It's an exciting time for Oregon football these last couple of weeks with recruiting and players that are on campus. So, Matt, it's a star-studded official visit weekend coming up for Oregon. Dan Lanning and the Ducks currently sitting 37th in the 24-7 Sports team recruiting rankings with only six commits so far, obviously trying to add to that class this weekend. But before we get to some of the top targets, that'll be on campus for officials. I want to ask about Dan Lanning. And of course, he and Mario Cristobal, they're not going to go about things on the recruiting trail the same way. Obviously, both have their own methods and selling points to pitch to recruits. But just from the few months you've seen of Lanning at Oregon, where have you seen the biggest difference between the way Lanning and Cristobal go about recruiting? Yeah, you know, I I think first and foremost, one thing that I have heard from recruits and recruits as parents is that Crystal Ball's recruiting, he was more looked at as a father figure or someone in control, um, the you know the, the commander of the ship, if you will. And Dan Lanning has a reputation of of being in, in command of the ship, but at the same time, more like an older brother or someone who they can much easier relate to on a personal outside of football perspective. Um, and that's just the age gap but between Dan Lanning and Mario Cristobal. Cristobal's in his 50s and um, Lanning is in his mid-30s. And so that's first and foremost, probably the biggest difference. A lot of recruits are talking about how the staff is young and that they're more like an older brother than maybe a parental figure. From an operational standpoint, there's been quite a few changes. Um, First and foremost, uh, Dan Lanning has been able to do a really good job of getting prospects to visit unofficially, not once, but multiple times before they take their official visits. Jaden Wayne, a a player that's on campus this weekend for an official, I think he's taken like three or four different unofficial visits in the last five months. And he's not alone in that regard. The Ducks have done a really good job of getting players that are on the West Coast, mostly, to Eugene multiple times for visits. Um, and then another big change was under Cristobal, the Ducks had one big football camp. It was Saturday Night Live. It's always the last Saturday in July. Willie Taggart actually started that. Cristobal continued it. Dan Lanning will also continue doing Saturday Night Live. But the difference here is Dan Lanning has also put together about six half-day to full-day skills camp, seven-on-seven tournaments that the program is running for prospects to come and get evaluated. Players will take unofficial visits. To my knowledge, Cristobal never did that. 
Um, Willie Taggart never did that. Mark Helfrich never did that. And Chip Kelly never did that. There were certainly high school age camps, but it wasn't promoted as a way for prospects to come and get evaluated from a recruiting perspective. It was just your typical community. Hey, you know, if you're a high school kid or if you're an elementary age kid, come to our team camp, you know, in the middle of, of, of summer as a way for the community to, to get close with the team. So that that's a a big difference this year under Dan Lanning. Dan Lanning obviously trying to break the mold of the uh, the previous Oregon coaches before him. And I want to get into some of these targets. And there are some big ones making their way to Eugene for this official visit weekend. The two composite five stars, Edge Mateo Uyunglele, of course, brother of Clemson quarterback DJ Uyunglele, and running back Richard Young. Mateo's already been to USC and Ohio State prior to this weekend. And I think this is Young's final official after going to Oklahoma, Notre Dame, Georgia, and Alabama previously. What can you tell us about the pitch Oregon is making to both of those guys and where the Ducks currently stand in their recruitment? Yeah, Mateo Ungalele is a player that is very familiar with Oregon um, in general. He was here on, you know, when his older brother DJ, a long time ago when Taggart was recruiting <laughs> him at Oregon, he he made the trip when DJ made his first unofficial visit. And then Crystal Ball has had him on campus as well. Now Dan Laning. So it's it's nothing from a, hey, come check out the facilities. This is what we've got from an academic standpoint. These are our dorms. Like all that stuff Mateo already knows. It's all about building a relationship with the coaching staff at Oregon under Dan Lanning and then explaining just kind of how he would fit within the defense, how Oregon would use him in Dan Lanning's defense. Uh, what type of playing time does the current roster present for a player like Mateo? And obviously for a top five player in the country, you know, everyone's going to say you you have an opportunity to come in and, and play right away and certainly have an opportunity to start. Um, I, I do know the edge success Dan Lanning had at Georgia, the success of his defenses the last couple of seasons has been a big draw for a lot of defensive prospects, not just with Mateo. It, it's it's certainly one in which Oregon feels like they've got a good chance. It's it's not one where I, I, I think you can say definitively that they're in the driver's seat or second even, but they feel like the amount of times he's been on campus, the position that he would play at Oregon, they have a chance to, to really hit him hard with their pitch and and land a verbal commitment from him down the road. We'll see what happens this weekend. I don't think he would commit this weekend, but uh, it's certainly building that foundation uh, in hopes of landing one down the road. Now, Richard Young, five-star running back, like you said, the third best player in the country at his position. Oregon has really done a good job sneakily here every month or so moving up a little bit up the ringer. And uh, it feels like Alabama is in the lead. But Oregon has certainly made their case and has had an opportunity to make a big impression. And they get the last visit. And the big thing here is, is Richard Young's been on campus before. This isn't going to be his first time. He's taken an unofficial visit. And there's always been a belief across wide groups of coaching staffs at Oregon, from Mike Bellotti to now Dan Lanning, that if you can get a prospect on campus once, you've got a really good chance at Oregon. If you can get them on campus twice, it's exponentially higher that you're going to land that player. Um, It's just something about it's hard to get to Eugene for a lot of players across the country. But the ones that do make the visit, they typically are, are blown away. And Young is coming in with an opportunity where he would be the highest rated running back on on roster. 
He'd be one of the highest rated players to ever sign with Oregon. And quite frankly, it, it would be a, a good sign for the Ducks because they have struggled to land the nation's best at this position the last couple of seasons. Um, their history has been that at least a five star is always on roster, oftentimes two. And for the last four or five years, they haven't had one. And it, it they're running production individually and collectively has been okay it's been good it's not been elite and i think richard young is being sold that he could help turn that that around at oregon over the next couple of seasons and so along with them four-star edge Jaden wayne is also making his official visit he was at miami last weekend when he put out his top six back in may oregon was the only pac-12 school on it you know of course wayne the number one player in the state of washington how important is it for oregon to I guess, make a really big impression on him, not only to try to get him to choose the Ducks, but also to keep him in the Pac-12 footprint. Because it seems like over the last few years, these highly ranked guys, whether they're from Washington, California, Arizona, Oregon, they choose to leave the conference footprint to play their college football at schools in the SEC or the Big Ten instead of staying home in the Pac-12. Yeah, the, the conference, it's not just an Oregon thing. I mean, obviously for Oregon, they would love to, to keep all the top talent. Um, but this is a Pac-12 thing. This is an issue that they've been dealing with for four or five years now and keeping Mateo on the West coast. uh, We know he really likes USC as well. Ohio state is another school that, that he's making, he's made an an official visit to. If you're the PAC 12, it feels weird that you want, if like, if you're Washington or uh, if you're Utah, you're kind of feels weird to, to root for Mateo to sign with Oregon or to sign with Utah, but, or the USC, but that's kind of where this league needs to be at because the talent has, has dipped as players have opened their eyes to schools across the country. More and more players every year are leaving the footprint, which puts the conference behind the big players. And for Oregon, you know, keeping a guy like Mateo would be the equivalent of keeping like a Kayvon Thibodeau. And we saw what happened with Thibodeau at Oregon in his three seasons. He was an All-American as as a junior before he went pro. He was a freshman All-American his first year on campus, Pac-12 Player of the Year. He also won Pac-12 Freshman of the Year. Um, And his impact was tremendous. And it opened the door for a lot of other players around him to dominate. Uh, and, and that's what happens when you when you sign a, a top five player in the country. And that's what Mateo is. And it would be a pivotal sign for Laning and a pivotal sign for the conference uh, if, if Oregon could keep him on, on the West Coast and keep him in the Pac-12. We'll hear more from Matt Prem when we come back. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 
So one other guy I want to ask about who actually visited last weekend is five-star defensive lineman David Hicks. The crystal ball's on A&M right now, but Oregon seems to have made a pretty big impression on the top defensive lineman in the nation. What do you know about where Oregon sits with him right now as the Ducks battle the Aggies, among others, for his signature? Yeah, that's another visitor uh, that recently was on campus. He was here last weekend for an official visit. And Tosh Lupoy, Oregon's defensive coordinator, he has helped tremendously. Tony Tuioti is the primary recruiter recruiter and he has made a big impression as well. I, I think the combination of Lanning, Tuyoti, and then Tosh and all their 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 past successes at, at previous stops is a big reason why Oregon is a player here. They've gone really hard into the state of Texas this season from a recruiting perspective. Uh th- that it's been an area where they've they've tried, but they haven't had a lot of success. Um most notable guy that to recently come through there is Rome McKinley, um, who was an All-American this past season, but there aren't really any others, you know, in that area that that have come and had success at Oregon. And yet this season, it feels like they're making inroads. They've got a couple other staff members who have spent time in the state of Texas coaching. Uh, so that helps. And Oregon is certainly telling him that he's got an opportunity to play because there are going to be multiple players, whether they're starters or rotation guys in 2022, that will not be on the roster in 2023. Brandon Dorless is most notably the, the biggest one. He, he will... He has already basically indicated he will go pro after this season. He he will also probably have Popo Amave, uh, who will find his way onto an NFL roster as well. And then there's a collection of other guys that are upperclassmen that with big years, their families have kind of said that if if they have that big year, they might go pro. And so it could be a quick turnover in roster and David Hicks would have an opportunity to, to play for a Dan Lanning defense that's got a huge level of respect nationally and be able to do it right away. So Matt, a couple more from me. You know, I mentioned at the beginning, only six commits right now for the Ducks. It seems like the trend uh, as recruiting goes is moving towards coaches wanting to finish classes for the most part, at least by July, so that they can kind of shift focus to the season coming up. Do you think Dan Lanning wants to put a bow on this class around that same time? You know, when do you think 2023 gets wrapped up for Oregon so that he can really get to work and and turn most of his focus towards that opening game in Atlanta against Georgia? Yeah, you know, when, when Dan Lanning got hired and he started building out his staff, Landing brought up the fact that they were kind of behind in 2023 just because they were, you know, whenever it happens everywhere, when, it, when there's a coaching change, it puts that school behind from a recruiting perspective. Cristobal and his staff had done a really good job of having their class basically done by August. And they would be able to then devote most of the season towards game prepping and planning things and you know, getting their seasons in order while also on the back burner focusing on the you know the juniors and the sophomores and then there may be handful of guys remaining that they're targeting for that current class. So Oregon is probably a little bit behind schedule right now. Um, I would imagine they'll probably be close to being done by August. I think that's the game plan here that you know this is going to be the the second huge weekend from a recruiting perspective. I wouldn't be surprised if a good chunk of commits end up being from these two weekends players that were on campus officially or unofficially and then there'll be Saturday Night Live late in July that could also you know bring some guys in and you know down the road they get verbal commitments so I would think ideally they want to be done by the opening of fall camp which is in early August but realistically this might play out for a majority of their class until maybe the fall 
early fall, mid mid fall, kind of that October range. But we'll see. I mean, I, I think things are starting to pick up some momentum. Some dominoes are starting to fall. Um, and, and room is at certain positions is getting tight which could allow some guys to feel like, hey, if I want to be part of this class, I need to commit before they don't have any scholarships left. So Matt, last one from me. The Ducks brought in Bo Nix this offseason, transferring over from Auburn. They have Ty Thompson on the roster as well, the composite five-star from the 2021 class. But they didn't take a high school quarterback last cycle. They were in Jaden Rashada's top seven, but not his top five. They've obviously had Dante Moore on campus for an official. Where does Oregon quarterback recruiting currently stand as we record? Are they kind of, I guess, all in on Dante Moore? Or are there other names to watch out for as well? Yeah, right now, I mean, they're still in the mix with Avery Johnson, although I don't think he's going to be their quarterback. He leaning towards Kansas State. He was on campus June 17th for an official visit. So he's still on the table technically. Dante Moore is the top target. He's been here before for an official visit. Um, he came back on April 29th for a couple of days and was by himself essentially for that weekend. I don't think we'll have a clear idea of what it is and, and what this quarterback class will look like until after Dante Moore makes his decision. And if it's Oregon, they're in a good spot. And they've, they've now all of a sudden landed a, a five-star quarterback and someone that will show up next year ready to compete for playing time in that starting role. If it's if it's not Dante Moore, you know, they're basically out of it for Jaden Rashada. I would be surprised if he picked them. Uh, Avery Johnson is leaning towards Kansas State, it feels like. And then they'd probably have to go back to the drawing board. And do they go high school? Do they find somebody that needs an offer that hasn't been offered yet? That They don't have any really open offers out there besides Dante Moore, Jaden Rashada, and Avery Johnson. Do they try and flip a quarterback that's committed to another school? Um, They had a lot of interest in Aiden Childs from Downey, California. He's committed to Oregon State. That could, you know, maybe that happens. Maybe they try and flip a guy. Uh, or they probably have that discussion of, do we go portal? Do we try and find a guy and that hits the portal with that multiple years of eligibility remaining to add to 2022 or 2023's recruiting class? Uh, because I, I don't think it's smart to, to operate with, with three quarterbacks. I, I'd prefer four. And Bo Nix, when he came to Oregon, indicated he's only going to be on campus for one year before he goes pro, he said. So you have to kind of plan on the fact that he's gone, even though he has an extra year of eligibility. That would leave you Ty Thompson and Jay Butterfield. That's not enough. You, you need a third for sure, ideally four. You can find him on Twitter at Matt Prem, covering Oregon football and recruiting for 24-7 sports, DuckTerritory.com. Matt, thanks so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Oregon currently with six commitments heading into this big official visit weekend, 37th in the 24-7 sports team recruiting rankings. For Matt Prem, I am Lance Flynn. Thanks for listening to this episode of the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? 
and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.